The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You know it's time to talk about Saturdays, and let's get right into it. We've got Penn State. We've got Ohio State. This is the game of the week. Buckeyes are four and a half point favorites at home with a total of 45 and a half. Joe, how do you see this one working out? Uh, yeah, and, you know, it's tough with Penn State because you're trying to figure out exactly what they are, and we'll, we'll start to learn about them this week because they haven't played anybody. There are two road games this year, Illinois and Northwestern, and now you've got to stroll into Columbus. Uh, this line has been ticking up a little bit, but it's hanging out in no man's land right now, four and a half. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if it comes down a little bit before we get to this game. So, But, like, all, all the numbers with Penn State, you've got to take with a grain of salt since they haven't played anyone. Now, Ohio State has. You know, at least they, they have the Notre Dame game in there, which they won 17-14. to 14, And I do think that's a little telling on what we're going to see in this specific matchup. Uh, the quarterback play is a question mark. I think for both sides, you, you could mention that. Uh, there's a reason that the market has been saying, nah, Taylor's too high. Like earlier in the week when we started talking about this game, it was sitting around 47 and a half and now it's dropped a couple of points down to 45 and a half. And I think that's the right number. And I would still go under. I, I think we're going to see a lower scoring affair uh, tomorrow morning, Penn State, Ohio State. Yep, that's what I have down to is the under. I'm not expecting a whole lot of points in this one. Penn State's defense is really good. Number one in yards allowed per pass attempt. But I guess to your point, Joe, you could say who have they played. Yeah, <laughs> They're number tough. two in sacks <laughs> with 27. Um, opposing running backs are averaging 2.4 yards per carry. That ranks third. 
the only way I'm looking at this to play it is the under here. Under makes a whole lot of sense in large part because Penn State on early downs, they've kind of struggled in that department. Uh, great defense that they're going up against where they will have to convert on third and medium and third and long. And for the most part, Penn State has been able to do that. The problem is, okay, these predictable plays on first and second down, that's not going to work. This is not a defense you can go up against and expect to move the chains if you put yourself in a bind on third down. I just don't trust the Nittany Lions as far as that's concerned. And not to mention, one thing that I have harped upon is to win in college football, you have to have explosive plays. Look no further than the Washington-Oregon game. Washington was more apt for explosive plays, and they wound up winning the football game, even though it was mighty, mighty close. In this contest, who do you trust with the explosive plays? It's Ohio State. I don't care how good 100%. Penn State's defense is. At some point, it can break down. And I think the Buckeyes should be able to, to wallop in a game like this. Four and a half, I don't think it's a big enough spread. I think the Buckeyes can cover this one. And if you like the under, I wouldn't uh, dissuade you from that one. But I would also not be surprised if we get, say, a 28 to 14 kind of affair where, yeah, it goes under, but it is a definitive winner. You think we're going to get Trayvon Henderson? Like, we were getting reports last week that he was going to be just fine, expected to play for the Purdue game. Does not. Right. They had multiple injuries back there. It, it, I kind of got the feeling like they were saving him. Like, they knew that they were going to be just Probably. fine in that Purdue game with Marvin yeah, Harrison and where I am. a couple of the other backs, you know, five-star backs. They got a million of them. That Let's just wait mm -hmm. off. We don't need to, to force it in these conditions. Let's wait for the big game next week. It will be a great matchup if they do because Penn State's run defense is so good. And Ohio State, when their backs are healthy, it'll be a fun matchup to watch. Well, and if game script is suggestive of anything, then that run defense is going to get tested for the first time. How can they handle what Ohio State's trying to do? I, I'm mm -hmm. more bearish about that than anything else. I think Ohio State... You know, enough power rankings have them as the top team in America, and they've probably discounted Penn State because of the schedule. I think four and a half is just not big enough. How about we move on to Utah and USC? Trojan, seven-point favorites at home, coming off of a bad loss at Notre Dame. Bad loss in the terms of how they played. First game where Caleb Williams very much looked human. Total is 53 and a half, Joe. What do you like here? <sighs> it's uh, it's um, This one's really interesting. What are they going to do? How are they going to bounce back? They're getting embarrassed. The worst game of your career. You're the talk of the season. Yeah. Like He's got to talk to reporters about fans that are trolling him on the field. Like There's so much noise going on after what happened Saturday night in South Bend. Um, the seven, at, at first blush, I was like, boy, that's interesting. So they bet that went up six and a half to seven. Is it strictly a bounce back or what? But I think a, a part of that, probably not being discussed enough is you've got to look to the other side. And when you look to the other side, you've got a Utah team when they're at home versus on the road, they're completely different, right? There's that the offensive struggles like Cam rising. I guess we're never going to see him. Is that, is that what's happening? Like it wasn't that long ago week one where it was a question mark. Uh, killed but, now it's just, but now it's like, we're not even talking about it. Like Cam, Cam Rising is going to play. Uh, they've gone to Barnes now. Uh, that's been a bit of an issue. Like, okay, the Utes are, are great defense. They have that every year. They're, they're 
arguably the best in the country stopping the run. Well, USC is all about the pass game. I'm expecting a big performance from Caleb Williams at home. Uh, I understand why we're at seven. I was looking at team total stuff. Even against the Utes, it's 30 and a half. Like the expectation mm-hmm. is the Trojans just snapping this one. Uh, touchdowns, it's three and a half for UFC, USC. I think that's pretty interesting. But now I do understand why why all the money is coming in on USC. I get it. Yeah, this just seems like a bounce back spot. All the pressure, they want to prove that last week wasn't a big deal. And they have to. I mean, Caleb Williams can't have another bad performance. He is human, but you have got to smash your opponent in this situation. Uh, I just think this is an easy spot for them to cover the spread. I'll be on USC. I think it's something where when we think of USC's offense with a Heisman Trophy winner, we go, okay, these totals should be in the 60s, right? But we see something at 53 and a half, and maybe we've just been so inundated with NFL totals in the 30s, we think 53 and a half is high. But in reality, for a Pac-12 game like this, 53 and a half seems a little low to me. Like, I don't know if uh, you guys have kind of the same vibe, but I wonder if some of that is just recent history, uh, really with a couple of factors. Number one, Utah's defense done very well and it's done well against Caleb Williams especially last season so there's that but then also too I wonder if some people are thinking okay did Notre Dame's defense offer up a blueprint as to how to contain Caleb Williams because Mm -hmm. if that didn't exist then maybe this is a much higher total not just a few points but several points I see this as being a situation where last week doesn't mean a whole lot to me last season doesn't mean a whole lot to me either and it is entirely possible that USC goes nuts in a game like this. The Utes don't have the defense to be able to contain this offense. This could be a blowout. I don't know if I want to back USC, though there is a route to that. But I think the over makes a lot more sense, especially given what we've said time and time and time again on BetQL Daily, and that is that this USC defense gives up a lot of explosive plays. So even if Utah has a backup quarterback in there, chuck it deep, they should be just fine. I agree with that idea, and I kind of had that same thought process, and I was considering the over. I'm like, you know what? I don't know that Utah's going to be able to do their part, even though any matchup against this mm-hmm. Trojans defense is a plus matchup, right? So then I looked at the team total. Okay, 30, 30 and a half. But if I think USC's going over the team total, I was like, I should just bet them minus seven. So that that's where I ended up landing. That That's, that's kind of how, how I got there. I just don't know if Utah's going to be able to do their part, even though – they should. I don't care who's starting at quarterback. You've got there's a certain baseline when you're facing this defense. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. For sure. Absolutely. All right. How about a little lightning round here? Uh, what's a game that stands out to you, Joe? Let's do it. Mario Crystal Ball? What is going <laughs> to happen it. now? I knew what? it. Minus 10,000, so we were going to go to that one. So now what? So Clemson is a three-point road favorite. And, you know, when you look at Clemson – it's already a couple of losses. Anytime they, they face a decent opponent, they've lost. And it feels like if you look at the second half of their schedule, like there are other schedule, scheduled losses, the way that they've looked this year and the issues that they've had on offense. Like they still have Notre Dame. They still have to go against Drake May in North Carolina. Like this just, this might be for their level, a disaster for Clemson. This might surprise you. But I thought that was a terrible spot. Of all the drama, all the noise surrounding the Hurricanes program last week. And you you struggle against the pass, and then here's Drake May. Now some people are saying he might be the best quarterback in the country instead of Caleb Williams, based on how Williams performed last week in, in South Bend. That was an awful spot. It's Klubnik this week. That's very, very different. And he's part of the reason that Clemson is not meeting expectations. I like Miami plus three. I think they get it together, and uh, yeah, I'm going to take the dog here. I love it. I love it. Mario Cristobal. Hopefully, he doesn't do something stupid in this one. Hopefully. <laughs> he might. He might. I know. Oh, my god. Wonders that never cease. And does anybody else what have do you anything like, on that one? I don't. Okay. I was looking to back Alabama. Is anyone else with me here? 
I am backing Alabama as well. Roll Tide. Yeah, I think this is the point in the season where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be fading Alabama. I really like what they have going. I like Milrow. I just think Tennessee's offense is in trouble. So Alabama is starting to look like a more complete team. I think they're starting to get things Mm -hmm. together, and I will lay the points with Alabama minus eight. Feels like in that game you're getting a bit of a discount because Alabama did let Arkansas back into the ball game last week. KJ Jefferson, like he's a good quarterback and he's finally getting healthier. And that's a situation where, you know, I think they kind of took a step back, you know, took the gap, you know, foot off the gas pedal, so to speak. So yeah, Arkansas got back into this game, but I was never really concerned that Arkansas would come back and win on the road. That was never something I thought could happen. It was more about a spread game than anything else. But I, I'm with you. Like, I think Tennessee took a big step back offensively against Texas A&M. Look, A&M's played well defensively. Yeah. I think that's fine. But that was a step back for the balls. And now you're going up against stiffer competition. Look, it is really tough to pass against Alabama. The fact that Texas was able to do it says a lot about them. But almost nobody else has been able to. And that's significant. They are top 10 in EPA per pass, Alabama is. I think this is a deal where Tennessee cannot sustain drives. Milrow should get out to an early lead, and then they're just going to run the ball and wear this Tennessee defense down a good bit, chew up the clock, and this should be a relatively efficient win for Alabama as far as I'm concerned. Real quickly, I want to get to this whole Mario Cristobal thing because as Mm -hmm. someone who has been around the LSU football program for a long time, when I saw Les Miles – mess up clock management time and time and time again. What was so fascinating to me about that was it didn't affect recruiting very much. And he kept his job way longer than he should have, despite these in-game decisions. And so when it comes to Cristobal, yeah, it's easy to make fun of him. But I wonder, like, do players really care about that stuff? Is it something where you can still make a name for yourself at the University of Miami to where, yeah, Cristobal does make you look bad at times, but ultimately I can do what I want to do at that program and then move on to the next level. I, I, I want to say, Joe, like, I don't hate that play. Like Clemson, you know, is a bit of a concern because I feel like at some point this offense should go off. It should, but if it doesn't, then yeah, Miami can win this game outright and I think maybe these in-game decisions are a little overblown. Yeah, I don't think uh, recruits care about that. I think they care about their personal interactions right. as they're going through the recruiting process with those coaches. And maybe a part of them's like, you know what? I want to fight for this guy. I like this guy. And, and look, he yeah. didn't lose the team. Like, there's a reason. And they're with him every single day. Like, I want to be part of that. It it might actually, when everybody's out, you know, just throwing stones, might actually help them a little bit in that whole process. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, you're right. Those Some of those coaches, they still did not impact recruiting. Um, I quickly wanted to mention uh, Duke, Florida State. The number's 14 sure. and a half. So, Elko said the other day that, Riley Leonard might play, calling it day-to-day. I'm not buying that. I I would like some clarity on this situation, but that injury at the end of the Notre Dame game, I'm not expecting him to be back in this spot. Uh, Last week without Leonard, they passed 12 times. I mean, we know the Knowles are going to be able to score. We know it. If they fall behind... It's going to be a different uh, different game script. So if Leonard's out and, and that's the number or it's under 17, I would still like the Knowles as a heavy favorite. 
for sure. This is UL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will get to Dolphins Eagles and we'll get to the two-minute drill with NFL weekly leaders and so much more. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.